0: You're listening to the DTF podcast, Down to Fitness, where we turn personal trainers into fitness professionals. We're your hosts, Dayton McPherson and Kyle Radun. What's up, everybody? On today's episode, we have a very special guest, Jennifer Faber of Energenic Fitness in Williston Park, Long Island, New York. Hi, Jen. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So we've been trying to get you on this thing for a long time to hear your experience with owning and operating a personal training studio. You know, you built this thing from the ground up uh, during COVID actually. So we kind of wanted to get your take on why you wanted to do it. How is it going? What's the best part? What are the hard parts that people don't understand? Because when we were all coaches getting into this, what does everybody want to do? They want to open their own studio. And it's not as easy as you might think. So we wanted to hear it from you in your own words, kind of everything that has to happen in order to run that successful business. So again, thank you for joining us and welcome.
1: Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Happy Super happy. Thanks for so, having me.
0: Yeah. So let's start from the be- the beginning how did you meet Kyle and I?
1: <laughs> um, so actually, if you want me to like really go back in time, I yeah. know kind of a great story. It's, and and it is on my website, energeticfitness.com. Um,
0: we'll tag yes, it for everybody in the, in the bio and the link. Yep.
1: Perfect. So I was a nursing home administrator. I, I was always in healthcare. I wanted to be a doctor. I ended up Definitely that was not, that was not going to be my thing. So I went to the administration side of things and I got, I ended up, I thought I'd be a hospital administrator. Then I ended up being a nursing home administrator, which is like literally, probably the most brutal field that you could ever work on work. in you can ask anyone, you know, that works in the field from any like department, it is brutal. And I'm, I'm a warrior and I don't give up and I suck with it. And I was basically in the field for 10 years. It took me like five years to get my nursing home administrator's license in New York State, which is like super tough. Um, I did like all the schooling and like all of the like internships. And I had like a great CEO, like, you know, kind of overseeing me who was like my idol. And I wanted to be like him. And I was telling myself like, that this is my passion. This is what I love. This is what I'm going to do till I die. And because um, I loved healthcare, I really did. So, um, when I realized that I was burning out and, um, I went from, you know, becoming an administrator, getting my first job as, um, like running my own building. I had like hundreds of employees under me, um, 24 seven on call, not a great life. Um, I realized that I was like out with my friends and I was taking calls and dealing with emergencies, getting up in the middle of the night, snowstorms, sleeping on the tile floor in my office, all these crazy things that like, I never thought I would do. And I realized like, I was burning out after like 10 years. So um, I ran a nursing home for two and a half years. And then I decided to switch to assisted living. So I ran a Sunrise Senior Living, which I really, really loved. I, I really love Sunrise. I'm all about them. And it just, a year went by. I gave it a year and I was like, I was crying on my way into work. Like I... I would be like dreading walking through the door because of the stress, the uh, pressure and being a young female leader. And um, and just, you know, I kind of went straight to the top and I was never a department head. So the fact that I jumped to the top, I didn't I didn't feel that I got the respect that i probably that i deserved because i just kind of went there and i was not like a social work director or a nursing director i wasn't a nurse i was just an administrator i'm a manager so um my fiance at the time now husband ariel um he knew that i was always passionate about fitness very passionate all i would care about after work was just rushing to the gym I would drive an hour and change to my kickboxing gym and I would go there for a one hour class and then I would strength train for two hours. And I had an amazing coach, Tyler, shout out, um, Tyler Frankel. He owns Lurie fit in East Rockaway, New York. And actually, yes, yeah, East Rockway, he moved to a larger studio. Um, so he actually inspired me and he would constantly tell me after class that like, I have a gift and I should use it. And he gave me some, you know, opportunities to teach some classes at his gym. And I I was like, he like basically threw me into the wolves. He's like, I'm taking off. I need someone to cover me. Do it. And I did it. And I loved it. And people were coming to my class and I was like, this is wild. So all of a sudden I'm teaching kickboxing. Like I'm not a pro or anything, but like I was leading classes and I was like, okay, okay. So, um, that was happening while I'm in the nursing home field. And then Ariel was like telling me when I was super miserable at my job and in in the assisted living, he said, I know someone at my old gym. I used to work at, he was in sales um, at health tracks in garden city. And he said he knows someone and he'll give her a call to see if I could like work at the desk. So just literally like with one phone call, I had a new job (laughs) and I took a 90% pay cut.
0: I was going to say, so you went from being an administrator to working at the front desk
1: uh yeah <clears throat>
0: okay i
1: mean i wasn't even in the front desk i was like half front desk and like half like in the sales office doing like paperwork i was okay. just sitting at it sitting at a desk all day doing like paperwork and like having fun in the office <laughs> like i mean but but taking a huge pay cut huge yep. pay cut. so that was like like because of Ariel and his connection and because of his financial stability i was able to do this with my life and also he had health insurance and it was really it worked. So I took the leap of faith and, and he really told me too. between him and Tyler telling me that I have a gift in fitness and that, and my passion for it, you know, I should go for my, you know, PT certifications, become a trainer and group fitness instructor. I, I just kind of listened to them and I went for it. And while working at the desk at health tracks, I, um, I ended up Doing the circuit at HealthTrack, so I met people on the floor and I met all the members and developed relationships while I sat there with my textbook, reading every page of NASM, every <laughs> single page, every page. I did not miss one page of the book. Oh, okay. Man. And I, I took my exam and I passed. And HealthTrack's, uh, you know, the sales, you know, department fed me clients, and every client that they gave me for a healthy start, I sold. And within three months, I had a full schedule of clients. Full schedule.
0: Damn. And that's hard. I, that's hard to yeah. do for everybody listening out there. Uh-huh. Three months. That's tough.
1: Yeah, it was like I was filled. And I'm also leaving out a lot about like group fitness. I actually started before I got the job at Health Tracks, and before I quit my job, I was teaching one night a week kick, uh, kickboxing at Health Tracks while I was a nursing home uh, administrator. Oh, wow. So that was like my like, okay, like I love this. Like I was teaching mm. at Lurry Fit a little bit. And then I was like, I had a job at Health Tracks where so I was getting paid and it was legit once a week, kickboxing. And and um everyone thought I was doing great over there. So I started with the group fitness and then I got into the personal training, and then I ended up kind of I was teaching like six classes a week at Health Tracks and personal training. I was like, and teaching at another gym group fitness. I was teaching at the Max Challenge and I was Ooh. I was like literally, probably sixty hours a week at one point. I was burning out, and then the pandemic hit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. So here, so let's uh, if before yeah. we get to the pandemic, because this is something that I definitely wanted to touch on here. Now, when you made this huge transition, uh, completely changed your life, took the leap of faith, uh, you were teaching classes, uh, group fitness classes. What was when you met Dayton? Because I know Dayton got assigned to your club somewhere in that time where you were teaching group fitness, but you had it or did you have a full book when you met Dayton? I, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah so
1: right.
0: I, I, went I down. Was super to... busy.
1: That's why I never saw him. I never even got to talk. I was like, yeah, hi. yeah, I didn't meet him until a week later. I was like, hi, my name is Jen. Hi.
0: I'm like, yeah, I <laughs> would like to meet with you. I'm, I'm your new director for, for the time being. And she's like, yeah, I have no time, and I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I well, really did so say that. Dayton and I had some talks about you uh, before I had
2: ever actually met you, uh, Dayton. Mentioned that there was this trainer, total kick-ass, like rock star trainer, super busy. uh, But Dayton had all these ideas for you. They wanted to like promote you and and build you up. And I remember him being like, you got to come down. You got to meet this this trainers, a total rock star. And I think we exchanged a couple of text messages. Um, But then I came down. I had no reason to come to your location. Um, Dayton had it all under control. Dayton's like, let's go for a ride. Uh and came down just to meet you because you were truly kicking ass, right? Aww. So it was like, what is Jen doing? Uh I believe, I think Dayton wanted to make you like the next head trainer or like fitness director. Like we had all these big dreams for you. Wow. So we come down, we come down. Uh we went out to dinner. I got to meet you. Um and then uh
1: that was a good time. It was not what we had, we had less a great than time. a month
2: later. COVID <laughs> yeah,
0: less less than a month later,
2: pretty much. So we had we had all these big plans. We were gonna we we're going to make you, uh, you know, the face of the gym <laughs> and then COVID happens. Yeah. So, uh, you know, everyone's very familiar with what happened in the fitness industry and COVID and uh, a lot of places got shut down. You being in New York, uh, got it pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, me being in Florida, yeah. knowing, uh, the difference between the way Florida handled COVID and fitness specifically and how New York handled COVID and fitness, uh, very drastic different things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before we get into like your studio, COVID happens, you're at Health Tracks. How did you make that shift now from a full time 60 hour week in person, sweating, running around the gym, surrounded by people to now you're by yourself? Mm-hmm. The world shuts down. What do you do next?
1: So um a month went by and I was just like chilling at home. I also wasn't feeling great. I mean, I definitely had something, it could have been COVID. I was not like my, you know, I was just like home every day. And all of a sudden, like literally four weeks later, when people realized that this was not going to like go away anytime soon, I got my first text message from a client and I was, I was touching base with them, like checking in. How are you? I hope you're going out for walks. You know, immediate, I was communicating with them a little bit here and there, very, very little. I wasn't hustling to like get them or anything. And, um, and enjoying then, the
0: much-needed break.
1: I I really was. I yeah. think I was, like, seriously burnt out, you know? Yep. So I was really, like, busting my butt, like, you know, working and working and working. I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. So um, I got my first text, and she was like, hey, um, like, I'm, like, not moving, and I'm, like, gaining weight. Will you come to my house and train me in my backyard? And I was like okay i i guess i can do that if that's what you want like i'll wear a mask i'll do whatever you need and then i uh yeah i started training her like twice a week in her backyard and then i got another message from someone else and she was like i'm in bayside but like will you come to me and i was like well that's two people like i I can handle that okay and then two went to five five went to eight eight went to ten ten went to twenty and there i am traveling trainer 20 clients, all my old clients were reaching out to me one after the next, after the next, I wrote down all my client names on a sheet of paper. And I basically, I would say 75% of them wanted me to come to their home. And then I realized the driving was getting too much. And I actually turned my little apartment office. Well, I'm sorry, Ariel's office. We kind of, um, you know, got rid of his office and threw out his desk and it became my indoor gym in the winter And in the summer, we trained on this balcony right here behind me. And I was basically running my business out of my balcony. And and it was and everyone had a nice view and it was like sunny. And like, I I got to think for all this equipment and I just bought equipment every week. I just bought a little bit more equipment. And I just had like one after the next. Ariel was sitting in this chair all day long doing his like, you know, you know, remote work. And one by one, that doorbell rang all day long next, next, next. And I'm like, this is great. And Ariel's like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is like not going to work for me. And actually I should backtrack a little before that happened. There was another story within this crazy story of my life. I tore my Achilles. Oh, that's
0: Um, right. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. Guess what? That was like three months into like getting everyone on my roster and like really being busy and working like like a crazy person like during this crazy pandemic i um ended up tearing my Achilles it was a freak accident i dropped well a bottle of wine a small bottle of wine fell on my ankle and uh the piece of glass inside like kind of cut my Achilles in half whatever it's a long story if you want to hear about it dm me at energetic fitness i'll tell you more um it's a very long story so I was at a commission. I got my surgery, but one week, la- I got immediate surgery. And one week later, I started training virtually. And there I am with my foot up in the air like this, literally like that. Yes, you could, you could put that on. That's fine. Um, and I was <laughs> I was training people with my foot in the air in a chair all day long on the computer. Wow. And everyone stayed with me everyone there's not one person that i lost like i could literally i can't even think of anyone so they all stuck with me and then three months later i was well two months later i was kind of walking again and then i start you know i was outside on my balcony they were then they started coming back in person and i continued running my business and then ariel was like all right this is like out of control in this apartment like this is crazy i can't do it i can't focus he goes i'm looking for a studio for you and i was like you're insane. Okay. You're out of your mind. I'm not, I'm going to go back to health tracks and I'm going to continue my life. Like the, I'm going to work at a gym, stop it. You know? And he found a place seven minutes from the apartment and he, and I'm like laughing in the car. I'm laughing like, this is so dumb. Like, why are we wasting our time doing it? He's like, Jen, I cracked numbers. He's like, You're only charging this amount of money right now. If you get this studio with this rent that you have here, you are going to make it. You have a gift. Like, they want you. And he's like, start asking your clients if you had a studio, if they would come to the studio, even during the pandemic. And they all said yes. So, because they said they don't want to go back to big box gyms anymore. So, they decided, they said I would go to a small studio. So... I had a. I had to put a whole business plan together for the landlord. He's like, "I'm not doing this unless you write." I want to see what's going on here because he didn't really want a gym in there. So I wrote. A, I would stay up till three o'clock in the morning every day for like a month, and I drew up floor plans. Everything. I did everything, and uh, next thing I knew, I was signing a lease for my own studio.
0: That's awesome, and, it, and it's been rainbows ever since, right?
1: Rainbows, <laughs> lots of them. <laughs>
0: Well, that's an awesome that's story. story. Just just kind of knowing like where you came from, your, your background and your passion for fitness really allowed you to take this big leap of faith because I've been very adamant about this, this ever since I started in the fitness industry. I have zero want to ever own my own studio. And I just admire you for wanting to do that. It's just nothing that ever has come into my head. Like, yeah, I want to do this because I know so damn hard <laughs> that you work your butt off all day every day and like kudos to you i mean kyle with your spot too you guys are just like crushing me i feel like (laughs) you you guys are like top tier people that when you do this like you've got your mindset on it so i mean it's just awesome to see you guys you know open and be successful so just glad that you both have done that and i'm just chilling in the background (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Don't don't sell yourself short dated. You got a salary and health insurance. True.
1: Uh, <laughs> this is so true.
2: There are pros and cons to all these different games, right? Um, so
0: so Jen, what when did you open? What was the date of your opening?
1: It was so uh, so soft open was May 26, 2021.
0: Okay, and, so you've you've been open June, about 2 10th, years now.
1: Yeah, June 10th was our real opening. Yeah, like with the Department of Health and everything. So but actually yeah. so I didn't realize this was
2: actually I thought it was closer. So there was a whole year, kind of actually, probably what 15, 16 months after COVID started. Mm-hmm. So you were training out on your balcony, actually, and then you had the Achilles surgery. So that's usually a recovery time of like 10 ish months, right?
1: Uh, yeah, like I wasn't fully when I started like training again, I was not fully, fully recovered. No. I no. I didn't I was going to physical therapy like two months after surgery. Like it took takes okay. time to go to yeah, sur- you gotta sit in a boot. You gotta sit in your cast. And then mm-hmm. I don't even remember, like you have to sit in things, like and and then finally they take the cast off. It feels like forever. It's like, oh six weeks you come back, I take this off. And then then yeah. you're in a boot. And then you can go to physical therapy. I, I feel like I was in physical therapy like three months later. I didn't start moving for a while. It was oh. like
2: hmm. Yeah. So crazy. So it puts you off. So the studio opens up a little over a year later. Now, what was some of the COVID restrictions in New York like trying to get your studio open? Was it like any extra challenge being in the fitness industry post-COVID or were things starting to lighten up and you kind of just were able to business as usual?
1: Um, I I feel like it was like pretty smooth, um, believe it or not. Um, the only thing was like with the department of health, there were, there, the, there were these new COVID guidelines, like little things like, you know, you need the COVID filters, like the air filters. Um, you know, um, I needed, I needed to have certain like policies and procedures written up for COVID. It had to be in my contract, like COVID protocols, um, the housekeeping, you know, company I hired, I made sure they had like a special, like, you know, spray that they would do quarterly, like, you know, like very little things. Um, I think the harder part was like. The people calling me once i announced the gym opening you know like uh, you know kind of just the announcement that like coming soon sign going up and people calling me and questioning me to death mm. about what i am doing to prevent the spread of covid i would say oh. that you know the the clientele was probably harder than like the the government you know the local government <laughs> like yeah. local government was like fine you know. The, the opening the smoothie bar inside my studio was harder than the gym. You know, I just had to put signs up. They wanted me to have some like, you know, you know, cover your cough signs up and things like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Wash mm-hmm. your
1: hands, you know.
2: Did yeah, you have to make cool. a lot of investments in like putting up the glass shields or like, did you spend a lot of money on that? The... Okay. No. So you, you were fortunate. You got to miss a lot of the big expenses. Cause one of the big things I saw in the early times of COVID was even the big corporate gyms. And I think, you know, Dayton probably had some experience with this. Yeah. We're installing these like plastic shields between treadmills and at the front desk and like watching these small mom and pop businesses spend thousands of dollars. Now, you know, Dayton's coming from a corporate gym that has a bank account that can probably spend a little money on some plastic pieces. But I, I wasn't sure if like a small studio owner, I know some friends that they ended up getting shut down because they spent so much money on these um, I hard to say, but bullshit (laughs) ways to prevent COVID and they were draining people's bank accounts and putting them out of business. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's really fortunate that you actually got to, you were a little bit past that, right?
1: Yeah, we were, we were like, literally we were in that stage where people were starting to leave their homes and like, you know, like, yeah. It was just it was just like this weird stage of COVID where people weren't as neurotic. Like mm-hmm. people were like, okay, I got it. I got antibodies. I'm good. Like, you know, everyone, everyone had it. Like everyone, you know, they yeah. weren't as afraid. They weren't as afraid. Um, and they saw people were in their like the, the the roads were getting busier. And, you know, when I was driving around, like for going to those home visits. You're I the only car. No <laughs> traffic. It, I, it was amazing. I, I, I miss those days. Yeah. Um, we did have one shield at the front desk. And that's the that's because the Department of Health told us that's the only one we needed. I didn't need one at the smoothie bar. I did close. I had three treadmills next to each other. I did close the middle treadmill. So I only had two treadmills when I first opened in use. But a few months later we just opened it up. Yeah.
0: You know. That's awesome. That's awesome. We got lucky. We definitely that's, got lucky, but That's awesome. Yeah. So, let's talk about the the studio and your model. So, you have an open gym, personal trainers and group exercise, correct?
1: Yes. And okay. and now we have um dietitian services, registered dietitian services, a whole nutrition program.
0: Great. So you're kind of all encompassing. You also do small group training too, paid for small group training as well, or is it just group exercise?
1: I would say small group training is something that we're like working on, you know, we're to like build that up a little bit. It wasn't so successful, like, because we're trying like trying to work out times Mm -hmm. and getting like five people together at one time. It's been a challenge. So, but we do offer it. If it were, if someone were, if five people were to come in, we have it, we have the programs on our, we have the pricing ready to go. But yep. it's not something that we're actively doing.
0: All right. So what are your hours like, Jen? Are you open from like 5 a.m. to 10? Like what, what is your hours of operation?
1: So it's Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 12, and then 3 30 to 8. And then so, Saturday. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you have a little gap in there that you yes. guys are closed. Okay.
1: So this was my genius idea. Yeah. Um, just seeing how my schedule was before I opened the gym. I was like, you know, I'm talking to Ariel. We're talking about this stuff. And he's like, we need to be open all day. And I'm like, that means that we're going to be a slave to that place. And we're going to sit there from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. all day long. We live seven minutes away. I said, "I said most people don't train during those hours anyway. So even if I were to take a 12 o'clock client, I can go home from 1 to 3 and like, you know, just to get out. Because it's so right. many hours in there. And I, yep. I, I did this as a lifestyle change to have more balance in my life and to do what I love. Right. So I'm like, do I want to burn out? Like, you know, so that was me kind of thinking like about Jen and like what Jen needs and Jen needs a break, you know. Um, so that break has been a blessing. And Ariel literally like thanks me all the time. He's like, I'm so happy I listened to you.
0: I'm like, do you want
1: to For once you actually listen to me. Um, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, that was like the smartest thing that you could ever think of doing. I'm like, I know awesome. because people like we don't need to open the gym during that time. We'd have like one open gym member in the middle right. of the day.
2: Dead. Saturday, yep. sa- yeah. Saturday, so you,
1: seven to
2: three. You do have open gym hours though, so people can come yeah. in and just work out.
1: Right. So those are so here's the thing. Those hours I just stated the Monday through Friday, 6 to 12, 30 to 8, those are the open gym hours. Okay. Personal training is 24 7. Every trainer has a key and they can train whenever they want. It's yep. a studio for them to use yep. for oh, that's any awesome. time. Yep. So they all the key, they know how to un- like set the alarm. Turn on the music, TVs, air conditioning. They know how to open and close the studio, even if I'm not there.
2: So they um, can take five AM clients, and you can sleep in.
1: Yeah, it happens all the time. That's, yeah,
2: that's how it should be, right? Totally.
0: Um, yeah. how big How big is your studio, Jen?
1: Um, t- t- approximately 2,000 square yeah. feet in the main level, and then downstairs in the basement is 2,000 square feet.
0: Oh, and wow. what what goes on upstairs as opposed to in the basement?
1: So upstairs is all the uh, like uh, cardio equipment and the strength training equipment Okay. and dumbbells and like everything. Yep. And then downstairs is basically like a group fitness studio. Um, oh, okay. but, but because we're not super busy with group fitness, the open gym members use it all the time. I do have a lot of equipment down there as well, like free weights, body bars, kettlebells sliders, jump ropes, and they go down there and they do their training down there because it's a nice long area. They could do walking lunges, what run, whatever. I have a rowing machine down there. Um, battle ropes are down there. So cool. yeah, so it's it's huge.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. So my last kind of question, and Kyle, if you want to ask questions too, that's fine. You can. You're a part of this podcast. Um, let's talk about your members. So do you know approximately how many members that you have?
1: Um, right now, we're in like the 60s, mid-60s in me- in me- open gym membership. members. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then how many personal training clients does the whole gym have, not just you?
1: Uh, I, I have to say
0: uh, – Just a approc- rough estimate.
1: Maybe approximately like 50.
0: Okay. And a majority of them are probably training twice a week for an hour, would you say?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, at least. At okay. least twice a week. Yep.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and you don't have to talk about costs or anything like that and prices, unless you want to. But how do you charge your memberships? Is it yearly, monthly? Same thing with personal training as well. How do you set up that part of your business?
1: Um, so for personal training,
0: uh, for both, for both membership and also personal training. Okay, what so are open the options.
1: To, open gym membership is fifty nine a month, um, or. Um, 39 a month for students, or we mm-hmm. also do an annual plan of 600 for the year, and they get a free month. Okay. We, all, we also do a, a summer student special every year. It's $99 for the kids that come home from college, and mm-hmm. this m- membership goes from June 1st to August 31st. That's great. Yeah.
0: And your personal training programs, again, you don't have to talk about pricing unless you want to. Are those also monthly and also yearly? How do people choose a program for you? Auto pay, we- paid in full?
1: Yeah. So actually that's exactly what it is. So we have auto pay and paid in full plans and very similar to health tracks. I thought their model was really, it really worked and I'm so used to it. It's something that comes naturally to me to explain to people. Um, and, um, a lot of gyms have that. So, and, and it works for them. So, and it's still working for us. So, um, we wouldn't, we weren't sure what people were going to do. It's pretty even on the paid in fulls and the auto pay, but we do charge either monthly auto pay plans or they do um, eight packs, 12 packs, and 24 packs for paid in full personal training 30 minutes or 60 minutes.
0: Cool. Awesome. Nice. Um, anything you wanted to add, Kyle? Um, well, so as far as like this category, like
2: kind of the business stuff, uh, um, did you how many coaches do you have? I think you said four. three coaches,
1: including four. me, in, including yeah. me, right? And right now, I have four.
2: Now, are they all like kind of oh, full sorry, time five. or do you have five, oh,
1: including oh. me, including me? Yeah.
2: So they uh like full time or like getting to full time or do you have like some part time, some full time?
1: They're all part time. Um, They all have other things going on. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's where you set. But like a lot of them, you know, they're interested in giving more hours. So it's like I am building them up. But I think it's like, you know, part time is, you know, it's probably sufficient for them, yeah.
2: you know. And then you added uh, a dietitian to your roster. So how does that yeah. um, now? Do they do your cl- current clients get access to them? Is there like an extra fee or program for that?
1: Yeah. So everything in our studio, I call it à la carte. So um, every service is sold separately. Group fitness is sold separately. You're interested in the dietician, you get a free 10-minute um, discovery call with her to see how she can help you and, like, the kind of services she can provide. Um, so we just offer it. When I, when I feel like someone might need her services, I'll, I'll tell them about it. Um, and she's she's been do- she's actually – yesterday we actually just, like, had three people inquire, and she's calling three people on Monday to inquire about her services. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's a separate package we do paid in full packages for her and auto pay for bi-weekly and weekly for her 30 all right,
2: minutes cool. all right that's awesome so uh you know i'm really curious some of like the business stuff too so you talk about you know programs and personal training and gym memberships uh but that's pretty common for all of us trainers that we kind of go through some of that what i think uh a big purpose for having you on is a lot of trainers that are good like yourself they get really busy and they think ah Screw this company. I'm going to go take 100%. It's going to be so much better. I'm going to make so much more money. And I love it's owning going a to business. Be great. Yeah. I want to be the boss. And uh, from my experience, uh, most people I know that get into that uh, realize that they were better trainers when they worked for somebody else and they weren't quite ready for true entre- uh, entrepreneurship. So uh, when you did get everything going, was there that? What was that first moment where you kind of got smacked in the face? It was like, oh, I don't get to just work out all day.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling that a lot now. Um, oh man, I um, I realized that you know this field in managing people is very different from healthcare. So this is actually a pleasure for me to like, to be the boss and to, um, I don't even really look at my, I, I, I really tell my team that I want like, a, um, you know, all of us to be equal and we're all a team and we're all doing the same thing all day long. Yeah. Okay. Like it's my business. Fine. But like, we have the same values, and we train. You know, like we, I'm training them to train similarly, similarly to me, um, and teaching them like what I know. We actually teach each other things that were, you know, our strong points. So, you know, I don't really feel like, you know, stress out being the boss and or anything like that is that is that does that answer your question yeah no i
2: mean so you know working with a team definitely i'm glad you tied it back to your old job because that was going to be my next question it was how it kind of differed from working with like the the medical professionals to like having a team of trainers
1: yeah like i'm actually like doing something that i love and i understand what they do And like, you know, it's, it's, it's night and day, but there was this one point where like, I had my first team meeting and I remember texting Dayton and I was like, Dayton, I'm about to have my first team meeting. I feel like I'm back in healthcare. Oh my God. It's like, I didn't really want to lead a meeting. I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know if I want to be the boss right now. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just like have a great time and like do fitness. Like, but it's, it is important to have team meetings and I don't want to be a tyrant. And I took some of the skills from healthcare and I have applied it. Like it, it, I definitely have managerial skills because of my experience in healthcare. And I took the bad qualities of myself that I learned in healthcare, and I left them at the door. And <laughs> and and I just like used the good. And That's I learned awesome. a lot because I got a lot of feedback in healthcare about the good and the bad about me. Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so I
1: am not a perfect manager. Just for the record, everybody, hey, I, I still need listen. work. I read Same. manager book. You know. Same.
2: People, yeah. people need to realize that you know, date and I, we host this podcast, but we screw up every day in our businesses. Like this is yeah. this yeah. is part of it. It's we're all still learning. We're all still yeah. working through it. Yeah. Um. So you know, from that's from like the people side. Um. What about like you know, now when a treadmill breaks, right? Yeah. You gotta you got all Hurry these people up. that want to use your Hurry treadmill. <laughs> 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 we have a partner. We have a partner for that in business and yeah. in uh, personal. Right. So. uh. So Ariel runs kind of like some of the maintenance. And uh, I think you mentioned earlier, kind of like bookkeeping and stuff is done by him.
0: Yeah, like that would be even harder if you had to do all that stuff as well. So that's great that you have someone helping you out. Because I mean, even at my place, I don't do the bookkeeping. I have someone that does that for me. So it, yeah. that's, that's a good thing is that you have that yeah. you know, benefit of having someone by your side.
1: Yeah, um, he, yeah, he he works remotely, and he works downstairs in the studio with me every oh. single
0: day. Oh, that's great! So now he has a new work from
2: home office uh, too. Like, <laughs> that's it's great. great. Oh, um, man.
1: It's not so, great, guys. It's not great, but uh, <laughs> like, this right, is yeah. not going to be forever. I'm telling you right now. We we, yeah. we discuss well, it every day. I'm like, I don't want to see you every day.
0: No.
1: I don't. <laughs> I I love you, and like I need you right now, but like, I I can't do this forever. Yeah. You know. Even yeah. the members are like, how do you? do
2: it oh yeah
1: and uh, we just got married last august so it's like you
2: know still a little new yeah Yeah. eventually it'll yeah you'll be slow down um so then you know as far as equipment he's in charge of that have you had any issues um because sometimes too like we overlook having like emergencies uh a pipe burst or a toilet overflows or you have you know backed up sewage like these things happen in businesses do you have (laughs) Do you have any situations in your first year or two now that you were like, oh, my God, I didn't see this coming?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, literally just a few months ago, we had a sewage
0: flood. Oh, God.
1: However, thank God for insurance and spending a lot of – just to you people out there that want to own a business, get really, really good insurance, Mm. okay? Because because of our insurance, we ended up getting – a brand new group fitness studio downstairs with real vinyl floors.
0: And we had,
1: we had nasty carpet down there and our studio looks absolutely beautiful. I haven't posted it yet. I I plan on doing it so everyone could see the pictures aren't even on Google yet. Um, But because of that, you know, little issue, which it's from, you know, the building being super old and we learned our lesson from that. Did not see it coming. Um, Never thought in a million years, That would happen. We had to get like mold remediation done, keep the place safe. I had to actually shut group fitness down for like a month because construction took so long that, you know, thank God for the personal training and, you know, the other aspects of our business that the business could keep running just fine. You know, but yeah, these things do happen. And, but because I, I have a great like business partner, I was able to get through it together and he handled really all of that. I'm busy training. I have to like bring in the money. I have to, I have to be there for my clients. I have to keep a smile on my face, even though the downstairs is completely destroyed.
2: It's
0: all know, going but, to hell and I have to smile. They're like, how's it going down there? I'm like, oh, it's great. fine. Yeah, it's fine. Just don't go picture that it's meme with like, like,
2: like the fire all around you and you're just this like, it's fine. I'm fine.
0: It's fine. <laughs> Right. Oh every day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Every so this, day. Uh, this experience for you with opening up a studio looking back on it was it easier or harder than you expected it to be you talked about that drive that you took over to it and you're like why are we even doing this when yeah. you like sign the paperwork and reflecting on it two years later is it as hard as you thought or harder like, well,
1: um no it's not as hard as
0: i thought it's not as hard as you thought okay so that's that's a good thing even even if like quote unquote, the shit hits the fan and your whole thing <laughs> floods downstairs, you kind of knew that stuff would go wrong, but you've been able to handle it relatively well.
1: Right. And we also were like very like particular with what what space we were using. We wanted to make sure it had good bones. And obviously there's things but we had to replace the roof. Like, you know, we had major leaks when we first came in. Like there were definitely some headaches. But now that like, you know, we see that we've overcome so many obstacles at this point. I feel stronger. Like I feel we got this, like whatever's going to come our way. Like we got this. And I have a team and like all of our clients care about the two of us. They're they're like our family and all of them. Like when I had my, um, I actually also had back surgery last year. So when I had my back surgery and Ariel had to get in his car and be there for me like fast because I was in severe pain and he had to rush home for me or whatever, random clients would sit at the desk because they would just walk over. It's a local studio. They'd walk there and sit at the desk to cover the desk. Wow. And like, we have a family and because of that support, that is why it is, I don't want to say it's easy. Okay. It's not easy, but it's easier than I thought. Um, but also what my, what I thought wouldn't be easy was like the financials. Like, are we going to make it? That's why I didn't want to drive there. I'm like, I'm not going to make it. Like, I, how we going to, how am I going to, how are we going to pay all the bills, the, the electric, the, you know, the, the gas, everything, how are we going to do it? And, 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 and the labor, how are we going to do it? And actually, that's not my stress. Actually, my stress is more like work-life balance, um, managing a lot of clients and staffing, mm. and 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 making and, and client retention, and which we're mm-hmm. actually really really good at. Um, but like the 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 balance and having staff sit at my desk and like covering clients and managing staff is probably the harder part because the business is successful we're doing a great job yeah. we're really in good standing but yeah. so all the worries that I had before we opened it's not the same as now now I have yeah, it sounds like you
2: up. you built up this amazing culture um, and have the community that really we know the successful gyms are the ones that have, can build that culture yeah. and it sounds like you did a great job with that yeah. so kudos to your your leadership yeah. and, and mentorship for this team that uh,
0: they're lucky to have you yeah. And that you. sounds like it's the the best part of opening the studio is the community and the people that you've built up around you who will go to the end of the earth to to help you guys out. And it's like you know, same thing for us. Where it's a little different. Where like I've had clients be like, oh, if you ever need me to cover the front desk, and I was like, that's really not how it works. Like in a corporate, and I was like, <laughs> you gotta sign paperwork and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah I, I appreciate it, but like that's a whole like three week process. But right. that's that's great that you've been able to to build that up and and people. Keep coming back for that. People don't come back for how nice your treadmills are, or your space or anything. They come back for the people that are around you. And like Kyle said, you've built that up. So great job, Jen. Thanks. All right. So my last question. Yeah. Right. I'm excited for this one.
2: Oh, so good. if uh, if you could give the listeners, other trainers, one piece of advice that they want to open up a studio, what would you tell them?
1: A fitness studio, specifically fitness, oh, yeah. right? Yep. Oh, yeah if you are seriously passionate about fitness and helping people and helping others and being not as selfish and being a little selfless. And if you um, if you look at people walking down the street and you're like, oh my God, like I just wanna like help this person. I I, I wanna inspire this person to do something to, to make a change in their life, any change, even if it's whether it's nutrition or just moving every day, something. Um, I just like look around every day and I just want to help everybody. I want to be there. I want to take every client that walks through that door. I passionately like love personal training and I I love group fitness too. I think it's super fun. Um, because you get, you're getting people to move. I love watching people move and, and getting them to like be their best selves and like their healthiest selves. And health is so important. And like one thing I didn't get into in the healthcare environment, I was not taking care of myself as well as I wanted to. The bur- Between the burnout and the stress, and you don't realize that stress, it makes you sick in the future. And I wanted to take care of myself while also taking care of others and, and being a, a business owner, I do get to make my own hours. I can just say, you know, I'm not coming to work tomorrow. Like I, I can go to the doctor. I don't have to worry about taking PTO. Like, so I have my balance uh, a little bit better and over time I'll get better at it cause I'm still not good at it. But, um, I would just say that if you really truly love fitness, go for it. Go Hell for yeah. it. Because if you have the passion like, if you love being in the gym and you love movement and fitness and and everything about it, like, when I was reading that NASM book, I was, like, so excited. I, was, I couldn't stop reading. Like, I just love it. I love learning about it. I loved going to the fitness, my first fitness conference this past March. I was sitting on the edge of my seat. and I was like, oh, my God, I love this. Like, if you feel that in you, like, I was sitting in those conferences, like, so excited. I'm like, this is disgusting. Like, why do I love this so much?
2: Oh, my
0: God.
1: That's how... I, that's how you know like you got you just got to go for it because your passion is what people follow if they see that you are passionate about being a personal trainer they are going to stay with you as your client they will because all my clients have stayed with me for three and a half years
2: and i believe it because after listening to you talk i'm ready to run through a wall with you yeah so, i want to go like, work out go. right now um, let's go now i'll tell you <laughs> let's well, now i uh I know you guys are up north so it makes more sense for me to come to you but in florida this is where they hold all the good conferences very so, true. So, Dane and I, we were at, um, uh, URSA's had an event in Miami yep. last year. We were down here. Yeah. So, when something comes back, I think there's usually something either Orlando, Miami every year. Why don't you come down? I'll uh, We'll show you around Florida. Have a good time.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'll tell my clients I'm not available right now. I'll
2: tell them. out. <laughs> 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 All I'm right. Amazing. Well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it was a great chat. Uh, really excited. Thank you.
1: Thank you for That's- having me, guys. Anytime, anytime you need a uh, nonstop yeah, right. talker New Yorker, let me know. Woo!
0: Yeah, go <laughs> go check out energenicfitness yeah, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we- tag your Insta, like all that stuff.
1: And also, we're gonna have an online store eventually, so stay tuned. But Ooh. also, we we all we did just get a new line of clothing in. It's just not out there yet. Like, but like we have all new clothes and like. So you gonna of send get, me a like, shirt? Luck. Yeah, yeah I- I'll forward I- you my address. I- I- well. I yeah. will. I will. I will definitely awesome. send you guys one. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you Thanks, so much Jeff. for having me.